What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This episode of the Brown Vegan Podcast is being brought to you by Zero to Vegan, which is my 14-day vegan challenge. If you're someone who's looking for a simple, delicious, and practical way to go vegan, this challenge is definitely for you. You'll get meal plans, videos, audios, and access to a private Facebook group for support. So you should definitely sign up because there's no better time to get started than now. Go to ZeroToVeganChallenge.com and use the discount code PODCAST to sign up and save a little bit of coins at the same time. So that is a ZeroToVeganChallenge.com discount code PODCAST. Hey, it's Monique, and welcome to episode 62 of the Brown Vegan Podcast, where I love to share my strategies on how to live a delicious and practical vegan life and also bring on guests to do the same. You can find out more about what I do and how I do it at brownvegan.com. And also, don't forget to follow me on social media. I am Brown Vegan everywhere, and that includes Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And um, yeah, I'm excited to be back and bringing you some more vegan content and just keeping it really fun for the new year and just um, just sharing very candid conversations with other vegans and just, like I said, having a good time. For the vegan tip of the week, I actually just thought about this as I was eating a clementine right before I record it, but I think it's really important for you to make sure that you incorporate some vegan snacks into your life as far as meal planning. So when you do your meal plan and you do your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, do not forget to include snacks because I feel like that is a time when it's really easy for you to go to a vending machine or whatever else and eat the, the junk food at work because you didn't plan. So just make sure that you incorporate some vegan snacks. Think about some of the things that you're already eating and how you can make a vegan version of that. And just some suggestions that I have as far as for snacks. I love to have fresh fruit. Like like I said, I just had a clementine. I love um, having apples and pears and bananas. You can make a, a quick smoothie. Just put some fresh fruit in there. Maybe some greens, a little bit of water. Whatever works for you. I also love, love chips. <laughs> chips, guacamole, and salsa. I love eating that together. And hummus and carrot sticks is another favorite of mine. And I also like to use pretzel sticks too with the hummus. So yeah, those are some quick snacks that you can start to incorporate. Like I said, don't forget to add the snacks because if you're anything like me, I love to sit down and have snacks while I'm watching movies or YouTube because it's usually YouTube that I'm watching. 
So yeah, it's just really helpful to have that as a part of your meal plan to make this journey a little easier for you. Because I know when I first started, I used to feel hungry a lot in the beginning and it's because I wasn't getting enough calories. So just make sure that you're eating enough and that you're getting things that make you feel good too. So on the show today, I have my girl Jamila from Afro Vegan Society. She does a lot of work for them. And also she has her own website, which is the vegan, the soulful veganista, veganista. Did I say that? The, soul, the soulfulveganista.com is her website too. And I would say that we met on Instagram. I think that's the first time we connected. And the great thing about social media, um, I use it as a way to meet for me to connect with people in real life. So that's how we actually connected in real life. She lives in Baltimore. I'm in D.C. So when they have events out there, I try to go. Uh, I would say like once a quarter, I try to make my way out there so that I can um, support. She's doing amazing food work in the Baltimore area. She's helping with food deserts. We also talk about her work as far as setting up a community farm. We also talk about her relationship and how she was able to get her boyfriend to transition to vegan life. So we just dive into a little bit of everything. You know how I do. We kind of go all over the place with different topics. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to have Jamila on the show. As always, all of the show notes and everything I mentioned in this episode will be featured at brownvegan.com. Look under episode 62. And without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation with Jamila. Jamila, thanks for being on the show. Welcome, welcome. How are you today? Good, and yourself? I'm good. So as always, I want to know why you decided to become a vegan. What was your motivation? So I kind of felt like shit, you know what I mean? I I always was overweight and I ate the same Popeyes, KFC, Papa John's as everybody else did. And I never really looked at my diet and said, hey, this is the problem. I rather did like the whole paleo thing where I like cut out rice and ate like two slices of chicken and then like a broccoli and lost like a lot of weight because, you know, you thought that was the way to go. So instead of going that route, I decided to finally Google what the problem could be. So I looked up, you know, all the toxins in meat, where it comes from, like what the processes look like. And I decided to cut it out little by little. So technically, I did go vegan overnight just for health reasons at first. But then once I decided to seriously start cutting things out, I watched Earthlings, you know. (laughs) So I was like, ah, what am I doing? I cannot do this ever again. I never looked back. But then after a while, I wouldn't want to say a while. I would say like three days to a week. I decided to do it for cultural reasons. I started looking up, you know, reasons why Black people have this, are in situations like that where we feel like we're forced to eat animal products because we are. And I picked up Sista Vegan, things like that, to help educate me about why me and my culture, why that's so heavy, why that's so traditional. And that made me want to do it, like be an example, not even just for my youth, I mean, not my youth, but my peers to want to go vegan, but for my people too. Mm. So I would say then it was almost for the animals and for health. But then shortly after, and I say now, it's for cultural reasons. So what year was this? When did this happen? When did you transition? Oh, wow. This was 2013, I believe. Yeah, like May 2013. You read Sister Vegan, which is the book that motivated me to become a vegan. That that book was like instrumental. So what stood out to you about that book? I always want to know what stood out because I always feel like it's probably the same thing for all of us. But right experience. Yeah. It might be similar for you, but for real, it was just the the relation. It was just kind of like, oh, I know what this girl's talking about. I know exactly how she's feeling. I've been in this situation before. So if she can do it, I can do it. You know, because we have unique like struggles as black women that it's like, finally, I'm not alone here because I literally did it alone. I had no vegan friends. 
Both my sisters were vegetarian, but they didn't do it for health or any type of justice type reasons. So I was just sitting here like eating my like romaine lettuce in a bowl, trying to figure out, you know, if I'm doing the things correctly, if I can ever relate to black women ever again, since those are like my favorite people. So yeah, it was kind of like looking in a mirror in a way. Yeah, I felt the same way because I was just like, okay, this is the first time I saw veganism from a perspective of people that look like me because for so long. Not saying that those those stories from other people weren't important. Of course, they helped. But it was the first time that I was like, oh, okay, I won't be alone in this because yeah. everybody around us is like, are you crazy? Like, why right? are you doing this? <laughs> are you eating chicken? I'm like, okay, well, nice talking to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So what about earthlings? Let's, go, let's talk about earthlings because okay. that, oh my gosh, I cried so hard watching it. I couldn't even, I, I think it took me two different I had to sit down like twice to watch that because I couldn't finish it right and so how did that impact you watching earthlings obviously it helped you become vegan right 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 and you know what I understand that but how can I say this without sounding like a cold-hearted bitch um so I oh man I've always liked horror movies and I'm I'm pretty desensitized to gore Mm-hmm. and to seeing death. Not saying I saw it in real life, but my whole life, you know, my favorite movie is The Shining. I'm not really that sick when it comes to stuff like that. It was just more that this is really happening. I didn't necessarily cry, and I've never been the biggest animal lover, but seeing those things did make me have that type of empathy where I was like, wow, that is not cool. That is not cool. This should not be happening ever. I really wish I cried because that would make me seem so warm and awesome. No, no, no. Yeah. I just cry, baby. No, I think, I don't know if oh, everybody else cry. I just cry easily. That's so, so cute. Yeah, because honestly, it cute. did touch me though. It did touch me. So it's not like I'm just sitting here watching it with popcorn. It was more like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? I would never, ever want to know that I'm contributing to that at all. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. For people who've never seen Earthlings, it's just basically, it's a documentary. Oh, how do I describe it? Oh my gosh. It's just oh. a documentary that shows the exploitation of animals in, in every part of life. So as food, as clothing and cosmetic companies, just everything. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's really, 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 really gory. So when you say that you do veganism, well, your journey is more so cultural. Can you tell us what that means for you? Where I grew up, it was a really diverse area where it was a lot of black and brown folk. Being in that environment made me think some type of way. It just made me really relate to my people really strongly. And it makes me want to be, I don't want to say a role model, but um, an example. It's less like, yeah, I'm doing it because I'm black. It's more kind of like, I want to just be an example because I know we can do better. And even though what our circumstances are not necessarily our fault at all, you know what I mean? We didn't ask for any of these things that happened to us today. But I would say it comes from me just wanting to be exampled, kind of not even the whole if I can do it, you can do it, because, you know, not everyone has the the same financial status as I do. But just showing that this is a black thing, too. You know what I mean? Traditionally, you know, back in, you know, the motherland, we were eating plant based mostly. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not something that's new to us. We can get there if, if we're able. And I want to help people be able. Being an example is so important. And I, I mm-hmm. agree with that. It's all about being showing that we can do this in a way that works for you. Because I like your approach to the lifestyle. I feel like it's similar to mine. It's kind of like you just do what works best for your situation. And it yeah. you know, sometimes it can seem a little, at least in my experience, if you don't do it this way, then it's not vegan enough or it's not. I know, right? Yeah. Like there's rules, like. <laughs> right, right. It's so many rules. And I feel like you have the same approach as me. 
What did your family say when you decided to become a vegan then? What, what did that look like? You know what? I was very shocked and surprised because my family was really supportive. I mean, honestly, like as I said before, both my sisters are vegetarian. My younger sister, who's like the closest person to me, she didn't do it for health. She was more like she was really disgusted by the thought of meat. And at a very young age, like around the time where she was 14, she's 24 now. She just stopped eating like chicken, like fish and like actual like flesh that kind of like prepped my family a little bit. So I didn't look as weird. Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah, that does yeah. make a difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm really grateful for her. And honestly, to tell you the truth, she's vegan now. It's been a little over a year. Oh, is she? That's, Thanks oh. to yours truly. Okay. <laughs> because a lot of times people will say, okay, I want to be, I'm thinking about the vegan thing. I can do vegetarian, but I don't know if I can get rid of the dairy and eggs. Was she like that? A little bit. She is a cheese lover because, you know, the case of morphins and cheese and like the comforting like sense of that. She was definitely addicted to cheese, but she was lactose intolerant. Like, 80% of black people are. Right. You know what I mean? She dealt with it real bad, like stomach problems, like, and she has a weird thing where like she can't eat a lot of food or it'll make her sick. Like I'm talking about like, ugh, you know what I mean? Oh wow. So she went through that just for cheese. And I think she finally looked at herself and was like, girl, I can't do this no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I want to be healthy, I can't do this. And you know, once again, education for me. I'm not trying to be all like, you know look at me, look what I did. But I did that. Yeah, she just couldn't do it anymore. And she learned more about the abuses that come from eating dairy and eggs. It's more than just like them getting milked. It's a whole process behind it. It's not it's not what people really think it is. Because a lot of people disconnect that. They think, oh, well, if I'm eating dairy, you're just milking the cow. They need to be milked, right? True. But, you know, we breed these cows into existence just to milk them and I don't think they would like that people do have a disconnect they're like well I love animals and you know what when you said that before about being a not being an animal lover I feel like I'm not really one either necessarily like I don't really think about it that way but I do have compassionate for all living beings kind of thing you know exactly yeah when people say they're animal lovers but they're vegetarian it's kind of strange because i'm like this is a lot of exploiting going on in the dairy and egg industry for sure right it's like you sure you know what i mean yeah yeah you sure you love animals right right okay (laughs) okay so what were some of your favorite dishes when you got started do you remember any of those god or were you let's start with this were you someone who cooked before you were vegan Girl, no. Actually, I didn't think I would ever go vegan. Like, if you ask my good friends, like, I have the same friends as I did years ago, and they knew me when I was not vegan. I'm talking about, like, anti-vegan. Like, all I would eat was meat and cheese because I was scared of vegetables and fruits and stuff like that. So I never cooked, needless to say. You know, I worked at Panera, and, you know, I worked in a, you know, Wheaton Mall. So because of that, I was always near, like, the Sabaros and, once again, the Popeyes and the Charlie Subs. So I never, ever cooked. Like, I would just buy everything with the money I had because it was so delicious. Mm-hmm. And, and it was easy, right? Right there. Exactly. Because how can you turn down, like, a $4 sub? Like, please explain to me. <laughs> so, yeah, I never cooked unless it was, like, fish sticks in the oven. After I went vegan, literally the the week I went vegan, I was like, I have to learn how to cook if I'm going to do this thing right. With the the research I've done... And plus, my dad has always been a cook. Even though he didn't cook healthy things, he always knew how to throw down in the kitchen. So I knew I had those abilities in me. And I did it. And I did it well. Like, I looked at recipes on, I wish I can tell you the blogs. There was something called, like, Lunchbox Bunch or something like that. That was, like, my holy grail. I would always turn to that. 
and I would make the best dishes. Like there was once that I made like a, a smoky tempeh with like saffron rice and like, you know, teriyaki broccoli, like, you know, fancy cute stuff with the money. I know, right? With the money I had, I was in college too. I made it work because I've always been a penny pincher and I appreciate that. I appreciate that part of myself yeah. and I'm not scared to admit it. So I did what I had to do with what I had and it worked very well. So what, did you have like anxiety about getting into the kitchen or is it was just kind of like, well, I need to make this work. So I'm gonna go out and just practice. Did it look not like that for you? All. Not at all. I was not scared at all. Like I wasn't like feeling uneasy about it at all. I was, it was more like, I have no choice. You know what I mean? Mm. I was like, I'm either going to like cook or starve. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I'm not trying to eat potatoes and rice and beans every day. I wanted to like, you know, enhance my palates from like eating Popeye's every day. Yeah. And you are a good cook. I don't know if you remember, but you cooked for me when I went to one of your events, the Afro Vegan Society, when y'all threw like a potluck. Y'all food was good. Yeah. Was thank you. Food. Yes. In Baltimore. Thank you. Let's talk about your work with that. So how did you get involved with Afro Vegan Society? What do you do for them and how did you get involved? I met Brenda Sanders a couple of years ago when I worked at One World Cafe. Any Baltimore people out there will know. She's I worked there for six months. I, I know. <laughs> I know she's the best. Like, honestly, she's brilliant. I'm very lucky to be in contact with her at all. I met her a couple of years ago when I worked there because she would go there to do her work and or whatever. I don't know what happened, but there was just something that kept pushing us in the same direction. Oh, I moved all over the place. I was still in school, but we always somehow kept in contact or I would run into her somewhere, even if I didn't live in Baltimore at the time. So it was kind of like, in my opinion, she might say it differently, but it's so undeniable. It was like a force kept pushing us together in a way. And that's how I felt about it. So one of these days, she was just kind of like, you know what? I got an offer for you. You know, it's up to you if you want to take it. I understand if you don't. And I was like, girl, you know I want to take it. And what do you do? What is your, What was the offer and what do you do? It was basically to be a coordinator for a Black vegan organization. So, you know, once again, we're called Afro Vegan Society and our slogan is creating social change through vegan living. And I feel like that's exactly what we're doing. We're like kind of putting Black people first when it comes to veganism. Like we're trying to be the representation. We're trying to be the help and we're trying to make it our, our thing from our voice. You know what I mean? We understand there's no rules to this, but the only people who can really help Black people go vegan is us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Doing the work we do in Baltimore because Brenda is a food justice activist. So that's where she comes. And that's where a lot of my veganism stems from too at the moment. So she came at this more of a food justice standpoint, which I totally admire. So, you know, we try to do a lot of free events like our Baltimore Black Vegan Social Group Meetup that we have once a month. Me and my coworker, we make the food from scratch all by hand. It's usually really good. I promise. It is good. Thank you. Appreciate that. So yeah, we make the food. We try to have, you know, cookout music. You already know I have to explain. And it's a, always a good vibe. Always a good vibe. We have a lot of fun. We also just closed out our community garden for the season because, you know, it was getting cold. Yeah. All the crops that we did raise, which was, I think, okra, collard greens. Uh, we had some peppers, tomatoes. We literally gave back to the community, like straight up. Like we had a, a table that we would just lay all the produce out. Anyone who walked by got it. Yes. Uh, How did that exactly. look? What did people say? Were they, were they looking for the catch when you would say that? Come get the fr- vegetables. Were they looking like, okay, so what wh- What do I have to do to get this? That's so funny that you said that because no, like there was no real, no real hesitation. They were kind of like, a little bit. They're kind of like, for real? But at the same time, <laughs> we were like, yes, this is for you. We and they love that. 
I yeah. love it. So is Baltimore a food desert? Is it considered a food desert or is it more or is it kind of like spotted throughout the county or how does that look? Yeah, there are a lot of spaces in Baltimore that are deprived of like healthy foods, certain places that have corner stores, where you'll most likely see liquor stores and convenience stores rather than a grocery store. So there are a lot of spots like that, that are lacking in those things, not their fault. But it's just it's so unfair to see because that's where the the community that we're working in, especially like going around Thrive Baltimore, whatever, you see that all the time, you see that the Whole Foods is, you know, on a certain part, but it's still 20 miles away from another part where it's heavily black or brown. And you're kind of like, really word? Because you hear about it all the times in these talks that people do at these conferences or whatever. But to see it is like another thing. It's like, that is so not cool. This is totally on purpose. How dare you? Yeah. And how dare people ignore this and think that it's a joke? Yeah, it's a real problem. So what does it look like when you do a lot of your outreach? I know, of of course, when you set up the table for the produce, that is very (laughs) successful for you guys. But what other type of outreach do you do in your community to, well, because you don't live in Baltimore. Is it Baltimore City, County that you do? I live in the county. You live in the county. I live in the county, yes. But you work in a city, right? Baltimore City? Yes. Okay. Uh So when you're out doing your work, because I know you guys do a lot of free events and Mm -hmm. how has the response, like what do people say to you when you're, you're doing your work? What are some of, I guess, the big questions that people have or concerns? It's more kind of like the first question we get, because usually we're in areas and spaces where it's like a heavily black audience. We'll be doing it at Thrive Baltimore, which is usually our our event space. And Brenda will host other like plant-based events there that are completely for free. And so they'll come up to our table because we usually always table at her events. And the first thing is like, what do you do? That's usually our first question. Even if it's black people, they're like, what do you do? Because they're so interested. And they're like, finally, someone that looks like me is doing this type of work. So this response is great. They're kind of like, oh, hey, how you doing? Because we're always trying to, you know, have a smiling face. We're trying to just be relatable and know that they can come to us and ask like any type of question they want. So it's a great response. We, we always get the whole thank you for what you do. Yeah. How can I how can I be involved? Can I volunteer? Oh, I love that. I love hearing that so much. You know, people are busy and we understand that not everyone can volunteer and like, you know, be on our schedule. But the fact that people ask and consider that means so much. And yeah, and usually the people that we see that, you know, write their names down on our email list or whatever, we see them on our next meetup. We'll see that they follow us on the Instagram because I, I run the Instagram for the Afro Vegan Society account. I'll see that they follow us. I see that they message us. It's really good to see because they do want to follow up. They do want to be involved. They do want to see what we want to do. They want to see our content. And because of that, they're just one step closer to being vegan. Yeah. And that is such a good feeling. Yeah, definitely. I think the reason I wanted to know how the response is, is because I know that you said in the city, it was more so like food deserts. So are people, are they, they have concerns about not being accessible? Has that came up yet? Absolutely. That's definitely a thing that comes up a little bit. We just want people to do what they can because we're actually working on a project now. I don't know if I should say much about it, but we're trying to go into certain stores to see what people have in those environments and try to make recipes from it. You know what I mean? Try oh, to see. Smart. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. And yeah. We're trying to definitely see like what people are working with, you know, especially our audience coming from a food justice standpoint and go from there because we understand that not everyone can just buy broccoli rabe and have sauteed quinoa with portobello. You know what I mean? Yes. Not everybody can be eating like that, you know, and the, to those who can, good for you. But we're trying to make 
everyone eat plant-based and go vegan. Like that's the goal here, especially people that look like us. So we try our hardest to understand what people are working with so they can come to us with their questions and we can personalize our answers. We understand it's not going to be like one universal answer for those things. We want to make it personal, which is why we run everything's by ourselves, just the three of us. Mm-hmm. Y'all doing a lot of work though for three people. Oh my goodness. Yes, girl. <laughs> yes. But it's so worth it. I'm yeah. not even mad. I love that. That is, I'm telling you, that is so smart. I might have to steal something like that from y'all. Hope you don't mind. Oh, girl, <laughs> I'm gonna have to do my own version of that. Cause that is so oh. smart. Sometimes it's not it's not that people can't cook or they don't want to do it. They're like, How do I even start? Like, what does that right. even look like? So I love it. Exactly. Love it. Love it. Like, Thank you. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about relationships with you because I know you got your boo to go vegan. But before we get into that, I know that y'all actually just did a road trip where y'all went down south and found vegan food. You have to tell me about that experience. Oh, my God. Let me tell you why I want to know. I'm telling you, the real test of being vegan is traveling to the south to try to be vegan. I did a road trip. I said, you know what? I see why people don't do this. It's (laughs) nothing. You gotta pack, and then you pack some food, but you run out if you go. If, it depends on how long you're gone. It's like you're gonna run out of food, and I'm just like, oh, what yeah. in the hell do people do? Exactly. <laughs> so how did that look? So tell, first, tell us what made what motivated you. I guess probably what I just said is probably one of the reasons why you guys were motivated to do it. So the motivation, how that looked. Let's talk about that. We wanted to do our vegan soul food search, mainly just to, how can I explain? We wanted to kind of make a booklet of all the food that we we saw because we had somebody coming with us taking pictures, like professional pictures with a, a camera. Because taking pictures with a, a camera, that is not as easy as you think it is, like mm-hmm. Lord. <laughs> so we have professional pictures taken of all the food we got. And mainly we also wanted to support black businesses and to show people that there are black vegan restaurants around. You know what I mean? We even have our black vegan restaurant list on our website at afroveganSociety.org that people can check out. That we went to most of them. We wanted to keep it short this time around for our first one. But yeah, girl, like, yeah, we want to support. We wanted to eat good. And we wanted to also interview the owners of the restaurants, you know, see why they did what they do, like how their lifestyle looks, why they went vegan, stuff like that. And it was a pretty good time. Like I couldn't have asked for a better group to go with. We like definitely had a great time together. We definitely had some good food and we got to pick some people's brains a little bit and see people online that we've talked to for a while that um, in person. And that feels so good Yes, to actually see someone in person and to know that they're actually still cool in real life. Like what? I feel like that about you. Oh, because I, I knew you from the internet and then I met you first. I was like, oh, she's so dope. Yes, I'm so glad I know her. <laughs> oh my God, same to you, yeah, bro. I appreciate yeah. that. You're so, so that's sweet. That's good. Yes. But I, love it. I mean, because I feel like our community, even though it's a lot of us, it still feels yeah. really small. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> Actually, Absolutely. I don't even know if there's a lot of black vegans. I shouldn't say that. I feel like it's definitely more prevalent than it was when I first started. Because when I first started, I felt like I didn't find anybody that looked like me. Which is why I started putting my face on. I was like, I got to show people, black people do this because I didn't really feel like it was a whole lot of vegans. Right, right. And you know what I actually heard? um, I had to look it up again. But I heard through the grapevine that black women are the most, at least plant-based, but eating a vegan diet ever. Like we're the most vegan ever. Wow. So I know exactly. I guess... I'm sure there's so much more of us, but we just don't put it on Instagram. We just don't, you know, we don't tell people about it. Exactly. Because... You know, it's not widely accepted by our own community, which I totally understand. But that's why it's great that people like you exist, because you show them like, hey, I'm here. I do what I do. And maybe you could, too. Yes, yes, yes. That is that's a really good point. Very good point. A lot of people just not they're just 
kind of doing their thing and not really talking about it. So, right. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's important that it's black women or just women in general are vegans. I think that is so important because what it does is, I mean, we do most of the cooking and make most of the major decisions in our families. Mm-hmm. So that'll make a, you know, a good solid foundation for our children too. So that's good to pass that on. Kind of exactly. change change the way the plate looks and just the I way know you right overall, right <laughs> so yeah, I that's know important. so speaking of relationships and family and all of that good stuff so I know that you told me I didn't get the whole story but you told me that you helped your boyfriend go vegan so yes, how long have you guys been together and what did that process look like Oh man. So we've been together for three, a little over three and a half years now. I um, mean, he actually knew me. We were friends before we dated like a while before and he knew me when I wasn't vegan. So the fact that I was vegan when we started dating, he was like, girl, I've always been an activist type. Even before I actually went into activism, I would always kind of mention it or I would cook for him. He would see that vegan food is delicious and nutritious and it makes sense. You know what I mean? So I'd always kind of talk about it. He would always ask me questions about it because luckily he's very open-minded. So he would ask me questions about it here and there. And, you know, I begrudgingly go to restaurants with him seeing that he had like animals on his plate and stuff and just look at it and be like, wow, you're really falling for that trick. You're really, I would always say that to him. He swears up and down that I didn't force him and that I was really gentle about it. But low key, I was like, you know, side-eyeing him being like, "Mm, you eating that? Wait, so, wait, hey, Jamila, wait, wait, wait. While he's eating it, you told him that he was being tricked. <laughs> what? Uh, so uh, <laughs> that's how it felt for me because I am pretty modest. You know what I mean? And honestly, I can keep things to myself sometimes. Like I always know, I know that my opinion is not always warranted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he could see it in my face and he could feel my vibe that I was like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Getting a kiss after this. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm serious. I would do that. I'd be like, oh, you're eating steak. You're not kissing me for 3.5 hours. Bye. <laughs> so like, yeah, sometimes he would actually brush his teeth after eating animals. That's the only time I would kiss him. But he's so sweet. He, he didn't think of that as a problem. I love that so much. Him going vegan wasn't that big of a deal. So it was actually almost two years ago. Around this time, he I first made him watch Earthlings because I was kind of sick of it. I was like, bruh, <laughs> it's now or never, man. Like, I can't I can't do this no more. So I made him watch Earthlings. And he's an animal lover, legitly. Legitly. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Obviously, he's actually like an animal lover. Like dogs, like cats, squirrels will just run up to him and like nuzzle him. So, um... What? So I mean, I know. Wait, right? but we live. No, no, no. See, city squirrels are different, though. You know, uh, they come. Right. They all in your space. No, that doesn't yeah. count. That does not count. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm probably exaggerating a little bit. But um, you know what I'm saying. But like, yes, yeah, they're a little too comfortable in the city. <laughs> Girl, bye. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Lord, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, I know. I feel you. But like, he watched Earthlings, and that kind of made him like kind of do something about it. But then come Christmas time, like two years ago, when I was actually going like raw, when I made everything. Oh, that's a story, too. He was we watched Cowspiracy. That was like my I don't celebrate Christmas or whatever, but that was like my holiday gift for him to watch Cowspiracy for me because mm-hmm. I know that he has a thing for the environment as well. He watched it and pretty much almost overnight he went vegan. It really felt like it because honestly, I can just I love cooking, so I don't mind making the food. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as long as you know, he's a musician, so I know that when he goes out to certain restaurants that he plays at, it's not that easy. He made that commitment even when he was going out and touring and doing whatever to seriously stay vegan. And now that he knows, he can't go back. And I really appreciate that about him. Mm, Now that he knows he can't go back. I think that's the case for a lot of people. Because even though I've been doing this for seven years, 
And it hasn't been a perfect seven years. I wish it has been, but it hasn't been. I can honestly say that. Now that you know what you know, it is kind of hard to ever go back to the way things were before you knew. Because even if people who, you know how sometimes people go vegan and then they don't stay vegan, they still make some changes, some shifts in how they eat, even if they decide not to be vegan anymore. So I, I definitely agree with that. So you made the food good for him. You yes, um, you got him to do it. So it's been good. That's great that he's been able to do it with traveling because I know that could be a challenge. At least for me, it is too. So what does he do? Do you know? I know you're not with him all the time when he travels. But does he say it's difficult or because you know being what? on tour is a whole nother situation? Oh, yeah, just, especially that- with metal dudes because you know he's he when he tours, um, he's only toured a couple times, but it's always been with the metal band. And I know for a fact, not all metal dudes, like, you know, are some of them are vegetarian. Let me stop. But most of them are not. He says that it's not that big of a deal. Like, but I know he's be, he'd be eating like French fries every day and like a shred of lettuce. I know he probably, you know, probably like Cliff Bars, oatmeal, but he loves bananas. He can eat like 20 bananas in like 30 seconds. Oh, wow. So um, if that's possible. But he's not picky either. He's a garbage disposal, so he'll eat anything that's vegan. <laughs> so uh, I know, right? Like, yeah, he doesn't make it seem like it's that much of a challenge because I really do believe it's something that he's he feels strongly about. Right. You know I mean? Because he could easily, right? yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he could, honestly, he could just easily like lie to me behind my back, which would be a big problem. Mm-hmm. Trust. But I know he doesn't. I know that he his stomach will be upset if he accidentally ate butter or something like that. And he wouldn't even want to go that route because he knows exactly what that type of thing, what those are. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's not just butter. It's not just eggs. It's not just steak. It came from someone. And it, it, no. Yeah. I don't want to contribute to that. Exactly. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. So it sounds like you probably wouldn't, at this point in your life, you would probably not date a non-vegan going forward. Honestly, I don't think so. Like me and him are really, really strong. But if it didn't work out, I don't, (sighs) I would try because it's always the person. I always look at the person. I don't care if you like, you know, the person matters. You know what I mean? We look into people's souls. We like, we talk to their souls. So I always look for a good person. That's whoever suits me. I don't care about gender. I don't care about all of that. At this point, you're going to have to really sell it. Like you're going to have to really sell it if you're not vegan, because I just don't think that's something I want to be a part of right now. Cause the two closest people in my life are vegan. My, my, my boo and my sister, right. you know, and a lot of my friends are vegan still or vegan curious, but that's my circle. And uh, uh, you said, uh, no. no, I would try. I would really would try because I accept people. I really do accept people. I don't, you know, we all judge, but I try not to hold that over people yeah. because we all make mistakes and we're not, we're not all perfect and we're all growing. That's just something I don't think I can accept at this point in my life. What tips do you have for someone who is just getting started or maybe they're thinking about going vegan or they're in the very beginning stages? What stage, what question, well, not questions, <laughs> what suggestions do you have for that person? Honestly, I always say, do your research first, do all your research. Google is your friend in this situation. The more you look up on reasons why this is going to be good for you, you should also look up reasons why you're going to stick to it. You know what I mean? Because not everyone's going to go forward for the animals or for for the environment or even for cultural reasons. People don't resonate with that all the time. But there is going to be a reason why this will resonate with you. There are so many reasons why a vegan lifestyle really, really matters and is necessary. 
So do your research, look up all the statistics, look up all the, you know, the, the commentary, look up all the, the documentaries if you have the technology and then go from there. Work like work with what you got. Find bloggers, find YouTubers, find Instagrammers that honestly either look like you or that you can ask questions to or readily upload with advice because that really will help you more than you just going to the store by yourself sometimes. Because at first I, I didn't really jump to bloggers right quick which kind of made me like a little, my eyes were bigger than my stomach when I went to the grocery store. So even though I did penny pinch, I wanted to buy all the things. So I would just say find research and content creators who resonate with you so they can help you to budget, so they can help you find staples that are more affordable for you. So then you can do the work, you can go into the store, know that you can get 50% off this, this is $2, you know what I mean? And then cook, cook on your own. Like learn how to cook, work with what you got. If you don't have the means, ask questions. Yeah, it's definitely because, it's people, plenty exactly. of people out here to help you for sure. Absolutely. There's so many content creators, vegan ones and upcoming black vegan ones, which I really, really love seeing. I love seeing a new black vegan YouTuber, new black vegan Instagrammer. It warms my heart, yo. <laughs> so yeah, people like that, they're beginners most of the time. Yeah. They can teach other baby vegans, baby black vegans. And that's actually the point of my Instagram too. Like right now, you know, I I go here and there, but I really want to help baby vegans understand like what things are affordable, what things are tasty, like what staples you can buy, you know, per season that will make you feel satiated and also be nutritious, but also be easy. Yes. Yeah. All of the, all of the the keys to make this work, right? Exactly. All of the keys. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank you, Jamila, so, so much for being on the show. I knew you were going to be a pleasure to have. Oh, but, thank you. Yeah. Tell us how we can reach you on social media, your website, your work, whatever you want to pitch, whatever you want to promote. Just let us know. Awesome. So I'll start with Afro Vegan Society. Once again, everybody, Afro Vegan Society. You can look us up on AfroVeganSociety.org. We also have an Instagram account, a Facebook account, and a Twitter account. And for me, you can find me at the Soulful Veganista on most things. Tumblr, mostly Instagram. I'm always on Instagram. Oh, my God. And I also have my own blog, which is kind of weak at the moment. I'm trying to update it. Hold on, people. But it's just the SoulfulVeganista.com. And I'm also on Facebook, but eh. you like, I can't manage all these platforms at once. No Instagram thanks. Is, yeah, I feel like you're on Instagram more so than anything. Yeah. yeah. Facebook's just... <laughs> All right. Thank you so, so much again. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the show. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the podcast five stars on iTunes. Also, don't forget to get all of the show notes and resources we mentioned at brownvegan.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.